hello hello welcome to queered i am your host michelle and today justin our other host is being a good samaritan and volunteering so we have special guest host chad whoa wait (laughs) this is not the usual host oh my goodness so happy to be here on this Gorgeous Sunday morning in the city of sin, city of brotherly love, truly the city of angels, New York City. (laughs) We are so excited to have Chad here. Hold on, there is an alarm going on outside. Truly New York. Like, oh. It stopped. Okay. Oh. (laughs) I think that's just going to happen. Yeah. Um, so if you hear any traffic sounds outside, we apologize, but we are in New York City and we don't have soundproof walls or windows. So, yeah, we're really excited to have Chad here. Yeah, and a happy belated to Justin, whose birthday would have been yesterday. Um, and he's spending the first day as a 27-year-old volunteering. Yeah, Uh, what a good human. Um... (laughs) Oh my goodness. <laughs> Truly New York. Well, let's like talk about what we've been up to this week. I mean, this is truly probably not really any news to chat or I because we live together and most of the things that I do socially involve Chad. Um, but we do have Yeah, I mean, we're not time. together like all the time. <laughs> but we update each other quite often on what's going on in our lives. But, Chad, for the sake of our listeners, what's what's been going on? Um, so let's see. So I would say actually probably the newest thing that's started this week is I started working with um, Today Ticks, mm-hmm. um, which basically I had some availability open up in my schedule this semester. Basically, I quit my other job on campus (laughs) this unexpected availability availability. um and i applied for it like back in june so i mean i don't know who doesn't or does know about today ticks but it's basically an app where you can buy theater tickets broadway off broadway and usually has some like pretty decent deals like i usually tell people if you're coming to new york and you want like the best bang for your buck then do, like, rush in person at the box office of the theater of the show you want to see. But if you want, like, the second best bang that's just more convenient, then go through Today Ticks. Because it usually has, like, the same deals you'll get other places, but it's really convenient and easy to use. And basically, for each show, they have people, like, hand out your tickets outside the theater. So that's what I'm doing now. It's a really easy gig. It's, like, inflexible, and I feel like now that the weather is, like, getting better, it maybe is, I mean, it might be rainy, but it won't be, like, super cold like it was a few months ago, Mm. so I just started doing that, and I had to go run to do that after we record this, um... But that's pretty much it. Yeah. Otherwise, also, like today takes if you want to sponsor us. <laughs> Chad just gave a rave review. A rave review. <laughs> um, and yeah, and I used it before I. I don't know. It just is always like. Yeah, I have the work. app on my phone, to because they yeah. do like um, what's it called? Okay, um, like lottery. The, yeah, and they do lotteries mm-hmm. as well, so you can 
do rushes, lotteries, or just like straight up just buy tickets, usually at um, a discount. So, yeah. Um, yeah, otherwise just the same, interning and going to school and... Columbia, and, for those of you that don't well, know. And applying for jobs and <laughs> figuring, I don't know, just doing stuff while I still am in school. And I'm, yeah. Yeah, fun. Um, this week... I think the biggest thing in my life was that I'm back on my Trader Joe's shit. Ooh, Trader Joe. <laughs> Trader Joe. I'm a Trader Joe ho. Um, I went for the first time in New York ever this week, and that was actually to get snacks before Chad and I watched Dumbo, which we will talk about in our news <laughs> segment. Um, and I just got some snacks, and I was like, fuck. Trader Joe's is so good. Like, their prices are so good. The food is so good. Mm -hmm. So, instead of going to the grocery store that's, like, a five-minute walk away from our house in Washington Heights, I decided to do the little trek to Trader Joe's on the Upper West Side this week to go to grocery shopping. And, dang, I'm so happy with my purchases. (laughs) I got, like, my chai tea latte mix. I also tried a matcha tea latte mix, and that is super good. I'm actually drinking it right now. I mean, if you want to see everything I bought, I literally made a haul video on my YouTube (laughs) channel, so a little baby plug here, but... Oh, Trader Joe's is just the best. And And there's there's also one on 96th Street, which is, like, a little closer. Wait, that's the one I went to. Oh, it is? Yeah. Okay. Wait. What area is that? Isn't that the Upper West Side? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But then there's 96 and then the 72nd. Oh, yeah. No, I I, uh, mapped it because I was like, that cannot be the closest one (laughs) because we went to the, yeah, that one for the movie. Um, But yeah, (laughs) that's the highlight of my life this week. (laughs) Um, But yeah, let's talk about what's been going on in the world. Okay. And I mean, I guess really just the United States now that I'm looking at our (laughs) news topics. Um, but my favorite news story this week, which I actually heard about from my mom, happened on April Fool's Day, which should have been a sign from my mom that maybe this was an April Fool's Day joke, but she watched a clip of Maisie Williams from Game of Thrones, she plays Arya Stark, on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, and they played an April Fool's Day joke on everyone that Maisie gave a huge spoiler that her character dies in the second episode of the eighth season, which is coming out soon. And <laughs> my mom saw this and thought it was real <laughs> and told, she like, I think we were on the phone. She's like, did you see what happened on Jimmy's show? Like <laughs> she gave us huge spoiler, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I need to silence my phone. And she was like, they had to stop the show. She like, or not stop the show, but she like left the stage while I was like, well, I mean, it's not live. So I don't get why she would leave like that. So I was confused. And then I found out that it was an April Fool's Day joke. And I actually, I forgot to tell my mom that I found out that it was April Fool's Day joke. So to this day, I don't know if she knows or not. But I just thought that was so hilarious. Like, I thought that was a really good April Fool's Day prank like, in the first place, but the fact that I heard about it because it fully pranked my mom and she fell for it just makes it even better, because my mom is really smart, and I, like, doesn't fall for things like that, (laughs) so it's just, like, so funny that she did. And she must have just, like, not fit either, like, did she just not She saw a clip, no, because it was, like, a news 
article. Oh. I think, like, the news got fooled at first, too. Like, a, mm. like it was maybe an article, like, posted the next day. Mm. So she just saw that and saw, like, a tiny clip of the episode. So, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, so, Mom, I know you listen to the pod. It was a full April Fool's joke. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I mean, when I first watched it, because I'd seen the thumbnail and it kept popping up in my, like, recommended, I was mm-hmm. like, all right, I'll watch this. Like, what's the spoiler? I don't watch Game of Thrones. Yeah. And I was like, <gasps> and like, but I didn't even think, I was like, wait, it wasn't until after when you, we were talking about it, it was like, oh, wait, but it isn't live? Like, why would they keep this right. in there? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so funny. But I think, like, I mean, I didn't know until recently or didn't realize that those late night shows aren't live because it appears like it would be. Um, but yeah, they're completely filmed beforehand and edited. So <laughs> yeah, funny. Yeah. So um, the piece of news I'm bringing up is <laughs> um, the Cats musical movie adaptation that basically is coming out in December. There's been other besides like announcing the cast slowly there's been like n- not like no trailer no photos out yet but then this week at CinemaCon which i believe our friend Missa was at because her oh, sister yeah. like was working it so Missa if you are at this part of the conference call in right now <laughs> we'll be waiting um basically they and the thing is, all, like, the articles about it are, like, saying the same thing, but there is so, I feel like, little that was said about, because people weren't sure if it's going to be, like, digital cats, or if it's going to be, like, the musical where people, like, dress up oh. in very, like, stylized, like, lycra, uh-huh. and, like, that look, but apparently... Or maybe it's going to be, like, the new Lion King, where it's, like... like like actually like life like <laughs> cats like quote unquote like, live like, action <laughs> yeah so people just weren't sure like and if it was that like are they gonna because like cats is very dance heavy yeah like i don't i don't know and it was the same director who did like les mis so is it gonna be like mm. dark. dark i mean it is I, kind of sad yeah but so they announced um um so, they announced they had a behind-the-scenes featurette from the set um, where shooting finished ahead of a Christmas release. So, it showed the footage they had, which I think were just, like, pictures or videos, mm-hmm. showed actors wearing not tights and whiskers, but full-body motion capture suits, as well as VFX dots on their faces, oh. which suggests their performances will be heavily modified by CGI. The video revealed that virtual cat hair will then be stuck on with the use of, quote, digital fur technology to create the most perfect covering of fur. Perfect. (laughs) And then also it showed that the furniture and props were scaled up so that the actors would appear to be the size of actual cats, adding, suggested the producers, a sense of both realism and childlike magic. I have chills because I'm so excited about how ridiculous this movie is going to be. Is this going to be my new favorite movie? <laughs> and it's like, is that not new? Because I feel like the musical had, like, yeah. like big tires and, like, everything was, like, sort of scaled up to yeah. do the same. I'm just like, I feel like that. But also, okay, like, question. Are they going to be walking around? Are they going to be basically, like, puss in boots in Shrek? Like, 
a cat that looks like a real cat but is walking on its hind legs. No clue. Because the actors I doubt are just crawling around. (laughs) Like also the proportions of humans and cats are not the same. Like our legs are much longer than our arms. So when you do like put all of your limbs on the ground, your butt's in the air. And that's not what cats look like. It's all very... Also, cats have really long bodies. I cannot <laughs> wait to see what it's going to look like. I'm, like, excited slash horrified. I, yeah, I truly don't know. And the cast includes James Corden, Taylor Swift, what? Jennifer Hudson as Grizabella, Judy, Dame Judy Dench as no. Old Deuteronomy, so some gender-bent stuff, Idris what? Elba, Jason Derulo. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope he goes... Waves, Meowson, Derulo. <laughs> that was bad. He, he plays the Rum Tum, Rum Tum Tugger, and um, Ian McKellen. Wait, so, this is a like strange mixture of cast, but like also some really renowned actors agreeing to strange. do this. I plan to see it at the Regal 4DX, <laughs> where I'm strapped in and physically forced to dance with their dances. <laughs> That is the new wave of cinema, where you're actually doing the exact same thing that the actors are doing. (laughs) Oh my god, I'm scared. I'm calling it. I'm just calling it. Oh goodness. Um, So yeah, that's Cinnabon. Cinnabon. (laughs) Cinnabon on the brain. Got Cinnabon on the brain. Cinemacon cats. Wow. I'm (laughs) sweaty from that information. And something else that gets me sweaty is Paul Rudd. And he somehow turned. <laughs> Just cough. I'll cut this. Somehow Paul Rudd turned fifty this week, and the whole world is shook because he literally hasn't aged in like thirty years. And I, I mean, Paul Rudd and Mark Ruffalo are like the same tier for me <laughs> on like straight het men that I. Wait, that's that's redundant. <laughs> straight cis men that I love. <laughs> straight head. That's the same thing. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Touch chats, but okay. I am not used to actually recording like with a human in the room. <laughs> I gotta take my sweatshirt off. I'm thinking about Cara really too. Really sweaty. <laughs> um. Oh my god, sirens. I mean, honestly, yeah, ring the alarm, because Paul Rudd is on fire. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, Paul Rudd turned 50, and he looks great. Looks great. And, I mean, he's much too old for me, in my mind, but I don't care. (laughs) I would still marry him. Oh, yeah, and he, I mean, I was saying, I did, I think it was last year, like, a bracket of, like, it was just, like, (laughs) Of, like, men. Like, and Wait, you just, can like, you give me the, like, first level of the bracket? And I want to do it I, myself. I have to see. I got it from my friend David, who sent it to me. So I'll see if I can find oh, the same. another man that I'm in love with. <laughs> I'll see if I can find the same one that he sent me for you to do. But I think mine ended up, Paul Rudd was the first. And I think, or was, like, first place. Mm-hmm. And then it ultimately came down to Paul Rudd and Dave Franco. Do I have a type? Maybe. But also, like... They're, like, pretty different in my mind. Like, Dave is, like, so much, like, prettier. And mm. Paul is, like, an everyman. <laughs> you know? <laughs> he's just, like, he's so magically attractive, but, like, truly looks like a normal person. I think that's part of his appeal. I don't know. Um, something that was mildly appealing <laughs> was Dumbo. <laughs> I think. Oh. 
Chad and I both watched, well, yeah, we went together to see Dumbo this week, the, like, new live-action Tim Burton movie, which I was so excited. I mean, yeah. I'm, like, a Tim, a dumb hoe. A Tim Burton, <laughs> oh, yeah. Tim Burton bench. Oh, yeah, like, me too. I mean, I'm probably not on your level, but, like, <laughs> I also love Tim Burton, the whole aesthetic, also the fact that... Wait, did Danny Elfman do this movie too? He did. Okay, yeah. The fact that like it's usually Danny Elfman music, big fan of him. Was it usually was it Colleen Atwood? He usually does his costumes, mm. blah blah blah. Uh, I mean Edward Scissorhands is my favorite movie ever. <laughs> big Fish is probably also in my top five. Yeah. But um Well, so or, based off of those things, visually yeah. beautiful, music, fun, costumes, also good. <laughs> <laughs> um, everything else? Mm. I mean, based off of Rotten Tomatoes, the tomato meter, which is the critics rating, is at 47%. Mm. Audience mm. score, 59%. I would probably rate it a little bit higher than 59 for me. I would give it a C plus. I would give it a solid C. C? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Do we want to talk yeah. about the... The thing that's coming out that, like, they just insert Sten yeah. as a character trait for young girls in movies. Yeah, so so basically, one thing, like, one thing, right, one of the first things we talked about when we got out was that um, one of the characters is, like, a little girl who, um, I guess, kind of becomes the Jiminy, not Jiminy Cricket. Um, uh, the little mouse. Mouse. What's his name? I don't even know. Timothy? Timothy the Mouse? That sounds right. I honestly um, haven't seen the cartoon in but years. There's two kids, a brother and sister, who are the ones to like build up Dumbo's just like be Dumbo's friends and like yeah. learn he can fly and um basically like the girls thing which, Main character main, trait. which it like I was seriously like just like beat over the head with mm-hmm. this was that she um she likes STEM and she likes science and she didn't, and her, she was from like a circus family. And she's mm-hmm. like, I don't want to be in the spotlight. I want to do science. Yeah. And like everything has to be like, well, we're doing this because of, it's the hypothesis <laughs> and this because we're experimenting. Like it was just so forced. And so just like, I feel like this, the screenwriter or whatever, like just like looked up like. What is science? And then what is the the, um, this, the scientific method? Yeah, what's the scientific <laughs> method? And just like inserted it into the script, <laughs> like because it has the mouse character, but as like a literal mouse with a little circus costume, and the these this mouse is trained, and someone is like, "How did you train those mice?" Like she's like, "Oh, it was the scientific method." <laughs> and then when they're training Dumbo, she's like, "We can do it. We can make a hypothesis, and then do a test. We have to do research. Yeah, just research. like research." Buzz, but not the most basic buzzwords. And then also it didn't make sense because I was like, what research is she doing? Like, literally using a 1900s ex- encyclopedia of, like, what an elephant is <laughs> and what flying is? Like, there's no research to be done on flying elephants. This is magic! <laughs> and just, like, it was so... There is... Oh, this is so mean, but there is a an article we read that said this girl was doing a... Truly atrocious Christina Ricci impression, <laughs> which she did sort of have like Wednesday Adam like demeanor, but it, like this character wasn't Wednesday like yeah. it wasn't like a deadpan Wednesday Adams. It was just like not really like much of a 
personality. Yeah, I'm just, I am, like, no offense to this actress, because I'm sure she's a really nice little girl, but, um, I don't know if it was, like, the way that the director, like, wanted her to be, but, like, it just came across as dead. Like, she had no personality, and so... STEM was literally her personality because the only thing that set her apart from the other character was that she only liked science. <laughs> she was like the opposite of the, hey, I um, want to do science. Oh, <laughs> I want to do science. <laughs> but like didn't have that personality. <laughs> she was just like, yeah. science. Yeah. I don't know. I will preface by saying that like the acting is like in a lot of the reviews, they mention the acting. But like it was like hammy on all accounts and it yeah. worked for some people like michael keaton wait yeah i thought like, his character made sense like, the way that he was but va vander which i love that name and like <laughs> loved his hair um but then like but then, colin farrell wait that's his name right yeah okay because i yeah. called him colin firth on accident <laughs> earlier which is like no colin farrell I, it was just so over dramatic for me um the fr- like the french lady was like she was a little bit more fun but yeah it was just odd i mean it was a cute movie like it's a fun time but don't go in with high expectations i think <laughs> like it's not better than the original in my opinion even though i haven't seen it in a long time but i think yeah give me the racist crows I'm oh just my God. <laughs> um but going back to the stem thing i then found an article that kind of goes into like Disney having this, like, trend of giving girls, like, STEM as, like, a personality. And they also used, like, in the remake of Beauty and the Beast, Belle's whole, like, STEM thing. Mm. Like, they talk about how, like, she makes that, like, washing machine machine in the beginning. And then you just, like, don't see it again. Yeah. Or, like, you don't... She never uses it in the castle. Like, it's not Uh a way that she problem solves. It's just a random thing that she does. To show that she's smart. And then I guess something with Nutcracker in the Four Realms mm, also. Haven't seen it. Don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, um, I mean, to wrap up our entertainment news and what's not, Drag Race, of course, happened again this week. Mm-hmm. It's the Drag Olympics. So basically the main challenge was they had these dance routines. They were in two, t- two teams. Each team did a dance routine that had to have what was it? Fanography. Voguing. Voguing and shablams. Shablams. Um, and I actually enjoyed the routines. Like, I feel like <laughs> this is a challenge that they do. Not exactly drag Olympics, but they do a challenge like this every season. And I'm usually like, what the fuck? Like, I feel like this is the challenge that usually there's a meme that comes out of it. Like <laughs> James when, Mansfield somersaulting. Right, yeah, somersaulting. <laughs> Eureka breaking her knee. Like, this is the one that something bad happens. But it was actually really entertaining, and I liked it this week. Like, I loved the, um, in, like, the, the numbers they did, like, the uh, inserted, like, quotes from like like popular like drag yeah, race quotes the music was really fun and then it had like yeah, just like remixes of like classical music mm-hmm. which is pretty funny yeah um, um i mean the winner was akira scarlet went home what yeah. song was the lip sync to last dance oh yeah and it was scarlet versus um, versus raja it was a good lip sync. It was a it was more exciting one. 
I think. Yeah. And I honestly love that, like, Scar. I mean, she said in her, um, you know, like, interview after, she was, like, knew that she wasn't a dancer, so she was going to pull out all the stops, which mm-hmm. she did by cutting off her dress to reveal bell bottoms, throwing <laughs> glitter. Yeah. Like, honestly... Like, I don't know if her just, like, performance just, like, wasn't enough to, like, have a chance of winning. But, like, I mm-hmm. thought she was funner to watch than Raya. Yeah. I mean, I kind of started getting annoyed with her just because, like, I guess in the workroom she was starting to be annoying. kind of, Or not... Scarlet or Raja? Scarlet. Oh. Like, in her little um, interviews, I don't know, she just was, like, such a complainy, like, whiny. I don't know. I liked her. No, I think she was sweet and, not, like, probably a really great person. <laughs> and, like, yeah, she was entertaining, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't think she was going to win either, so. I Right now, I feel like we're still in the, like, pruning mm. the cast of mm-hmm. who actually is a competitor, which is, like, sad that that's how the show goes, but you gotta have people, you gotta have those filler queens. <laughs> Um, yeah. Yeah. It was, and the, uh, mini challenge was, like, fun. I'd never what seen... What was it? Connie Love did, like, a oh, 80s yeah. thing. Oh, yeah! Okay, yeah. And, yeah, I've actually okay. seen Connie Love live. Oh. Um, in L.A. Does she do, does she do shows? Or, like, is she, like... She was at a bar. Work? Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, so it was, like, a bar. I think it was before a Katia main performance. Oh, okay. Um... And so she was, like, one of the people that came out, and it's just, like, funny. You know, it has been a, made a meme from that part. Um, if you remember, uh, Vanessa Vange Mateo, it, like, like, rolls on the floor and, like, takes her wig off and <laughs> yeah. spins. I've seen people make, like, the galaxy yeah. meme out of that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But she was spinning so fast. Yeah. It was impressive. <laughs> I really want to see Vanjie perform live. Did you see the video of her um, performing with uh, Iggy Azalea? Yeah. Uh, No, I think I just saw pictures of it. It's really good. (laughs) Yeah. So, well, with that said, that's all I have to say about Drag Race. Do you have any last Um, comments, questions, concerns? Who were the judges? Adam Rapon. Oh, I like, I thought Travis Wall was a good, um judge slash choreographer yeah has she done it before i don't i, I have no idea a, i can't even remember i'm um, not in the like dance choreography scene like some of our <laughs> friends are um yes yeah it was a good it episode good. it was fun yeah well we're gonna take a little break and when we get back we have some fun shit to talk about stay tuned <laughs> <laughs> We're back. Hey, hey. Um, Chad, can I talk to you for a minute? Yes. Mm, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> you have your time already? Yes. Oh. Uh-huh. So, there's this channel on YouTube that I've been watching called Catnip. That's K-A-T-N-I-P-P if anyone happens to be interested in what I'm about to say. But basically, she's an artist. She lives in the UK, and her aesthetic is just pastel, 
cutesy. She does stickers, prints, like her, one of her main characters she draws is this like little marshmallow. It's just the cutest thing ever. And so her YouTube channel is usually studio vlogs. So it's literally her like drawing, printing things, making stickers, making things for her shop, packaging orders. And it's just really relaxing to watch. She has really cute music in the background. Her aesthetic is cute and pastel. And she also has an Instagram that I've been following now and her art is just so cute. And so with my whole like art, you know, revelation happening right now, she's just a big inspiration and I love her. And that's one minute. Yay! Oh, 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 How do I, oh okay. what a fun alarm. <laughs> so yeah, that is, that's catnip. Amazing. So Michelle, can I talk to you for a minute? Yes, you <laughs> may. Okay, so I want to talk to you about some of these kids who are working at Today Ticks with me. <laughs> so I don't interact with people that much because you pretty much get your tickets and then you're off. But there's time when you're in the office when you're talking to people mm. and then just some of them are just so opinionated <laughs> about every show that's out on the great white way just like spurting this and that and that this one girl in particular someone asked like about beetlejuice and she was like oh, beetlejuice oh a 30 mess. seconds biphobia necrophilia child bride blah blah, blah. <laughs> and then this other person is like have you seen the movie and she was like yes and she was like it's this like if you like the same stuff from the movie. And she's like, yes, but blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, okay, necrophilia, they're not, li like, they're dead, but they're, like, undead. They're not, like, pale, lifeless bodies. Ten seconds. So just, like, some of these characters, which maybe I maybe have those Five. tendencies some, sometimes, too, but I try not to, like, let it out in public. I do it with Michelle. I do it with one or two people, but just not to a big group and of people. that is time. That's hard. Isn't it? <laughs> to, like, set up the context. I don't know. Right. Set up the context and... Well, that was always exhilarating to do. <laughs> and um, something else that's exhilarating, I'm so good at transitions, <laughs> is the show Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Okay, so if you are unaware of this show, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend just ended literally on Friday. I'm so sad. This is a show that is a musical show. It's <laughs> been four, four seasons, right? Four seasons. Yeah. Um, through the four seasons, a true journey occurs. Like, so much character development and, like, certain characters, like, almost completely change throughout. Some literally change. <laughs> Some, the actors, actually changed over time. In a cute way. Like, not yeah. in, like, a... What the fuck happened? Yeah. It was like, like, were five. Yeah. Yeah. It was explained in a really cool way. But um, this show actually is like really special for Chad and I's friendship. Because Chad <laughs> actually is the person that told me to watch it. He was a big fan for a while um, and had been telling me to watch it for years. And I <laughs> like the name Crazy Ex-Girlfriend was very off-putting to me. So I mm -hmm. took it took me a long time to be like, okay, this show seems like it has like, a stigma against <laughs> women. Like, I don't know. Like, that name was just not intriguing. Um, but then once I started watching, I was like, oh, this shit is feminist as 
fuck? Like, what am I doing? And it's musical numbers. Every episode has, what, at least two songs? Well, this past past season, I think, like, some of them only had, like, one. One or two, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you basically learn, like, like, it's very um, aware of itself. And, like, it, 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 um, like, the musicals have a, the musical numbers, like, happen for a reason Mm -hmm. which as the show goes on you start to realize like because i feel like a big thing in musicals in general is like do they know that they're singing and dancing like is this actually happening is this you know like a fantasy and this show addresses that so i don't know if we want to give spoilers because it's really cool when it's revealed man um i mean yeah just kind of like, like but it is shown like what the musical numbers mean to like the main character. Yeah. Um, and the show deals with tons of issues. Like as it goes on. So the first season is pretty like lighthearted and fun. Mm-hmm. It's like a rom-com, but as the show progresses, it get delves into mental illness and each season really is like a character in its own way. Yeah. And the opening song, like for the main title sequence like changes every season and I think it really reflects what the tone of the season is so true um yeah because the first season was very like intro like with the this animated. is who I am this is very cute and then the second was like the sort of like 20s like mm-hmm. like like everything is still fine mm-hmm. but still that like dead like the I remember watching the first time, like, um, calling her in love, blam! And her face pops through a piece of paper. And just, like, and it just, like, stays on that just, like, a little, little too, too long. Yeah. And you're, like, oof. And then the third one is... All of her oh. different, like, um, mm. identities that she's trying to portray because she can't figure out really who she is, which is mm-hmm. also another big, like, storyline throughout the whole thing this girl or this woman her whole life has kind of made herself just who she is in regards to the men in her life Mm -hmm. or her career i guess um so through the show she starts to figure out who she really is and what her actual like passions in life are um then what's the last season is like um me uh, yeah which i guess is like we're not giving you it's like fake Rebecca anymore. Like, we're showing you Who Hanover really to is. this Rebecca. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to change my good. thesis to analyzing the Crazy Ex-Girlfriend intros. <laughs> I have a month left to think I can do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this show is incredible. You got to give it a watch. It's Now it's all over, so you can binge the whole thing. Um, so we thought it would be fun, since we're both big fans of the show, to share our top five did you do five too yeah our top five favorite songs slash musical numbers of the show this was hard for me to narrow down so to help myself i went to my 2018 spotify most played playlist because believe it or not which if you know me you probably would believe this (laughs) in the past year i have watched the whole thing or in the past couple years and so last year, my top artist on Spotify was the Crazy Ex-Girlfriend cast because I listened <laughs> to the song so much. Um, so I took my top five from that, just like my five favorite from my most played. Um, do you want to just like go back and forth? We might have the same, I don't know if we'll have the same ones. Um, I put 
the first song of the first season, the first song of the show, West Covina. Do you have this one? That's my That's, that's my number your number one. one. Yeah. It is just Okay, so this show basically she's living in New York as a lawyer and then decides to move to West Covina, California of all places <laughs> because this man that she fell in love with as a teen at a summer camp is going to be living there and so she decides to follow him there. Yeah. And I also think before we get in like I think that's I mean, I don't know how much it, like, adds, but just, like, that it takes place in West Covina, mm-hmm. which we grew up so close to, and it just yeah. makes so many references to mm-hmm. sort of, like, like the inland, like, that part of Southern California yeah. that just gets, like, Shit it's on. not, like, Orange County, it's not L.A. Yeah. So like, for people that are from <laughs> Southern California, there's a whole other level of comedy that I think maybe other people don't really understand quite as much because Mm -hmm. it's like almost inside jokes yeah for people from southern california (laughs) um like raging waters is its own character (laughs) in the show basically like it's mentioned almost every season um so this first song just sets the tone for i Mm -hmm. think no i don't know if it sets the tone for the show as a whole but definitely that first season where it's this kind of whatever town like in the suburbs of Southern California but she sees it as this grand place Mm -hmm. purely because it's the place where she thinks she's going to find love which is kind of the character that Rebecca is (laughs) um there's a giant pretzel (laughs) there's dancing there's so many people in this musical yeah like they truly went all like Mm -hmm. all and it I mean the first time watching it and you're like Oh my gosh. Yeah. And Just during like... the song, she travels from New York to West Covina. So you see literally the whole, like, move across the country. <laughs> um, There's, like, a little animated part of, like, the plane, right? Yeah. Which is super cute. Um, and it's, like, I think also just, like, a well-written song. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean... Oh. They're all... I don't know. They're yeah, all they're good, all... But like, yeah. Like... It's a classic it's like... musical, like... <gasps> Wow, like there's literally a <laughs> whoosh moment in the song where her like dress flows, and it's just oh my god, these sirens <laughs> again! Ring the alarm! This song is on fire. <laughs> um, oh, the ambulance literally just went right by our window. Um, is it a call? Because a lot of the songs in the show are kind of referencing other numbers or other songs from musicals or genres of music. Because it's not all like musical songs. Like mm-hmm. some of it, like there's like a, just like there's original. rap mm-hmm. songs. There's, you know, other types. Um, I don't think this one is like a specific, it is a nod to anything mm-hmm. super specific. Other um, than just, like, a big musical number. Yeah. We're at the end. She hops into this giant pretzel that raises up into the sky. <laughs> it's just, it's magical. Yeah. If you would like to see a cross-stitch version of it, <laughs> look up on Instagram. Hashtag Chad Rab, Rad Fab. I just added that to all my cross-stitches. Oh, you did? Uh, I did. Wow. So we're kind of, like, starting to brand ourselves. Oh, shit. Um... Chad, Rab, Rad, Fab. Do you want to like also Rad plug fabrics. your Instagram and Twitter handles right now while we're at it? Sure. And then that handle is Chad underscore Rab. Nice. <laughs> R-A-B as in boy. 
Nice. Um, but yeah, okay. but I did do a, a cross stitch of her on the pretzel, mm. sent it to her agency. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. What's your second favorite song? Or if you, have, um, if you ranked it or just a yeah, second. Yeah, I get, they're kind of in order. I don't really know. I just, you know, like I said, just picked from my most played. Um, the next one I have is Settle For Me, which mm. is a song that the character Greg sings, who is um, a romantic interest in the show. And this song just, I put heart eyes because, <laughs> like, I am a big fan of Greg. Um, Mm -hmm. and both people that play him on the show, spoiler alert, Santino Fontana plays him at first and then later on the character leaves and then comes back and, um, oh my God, what's his name? I'm blanking. Skylar Astin. Skylar Astin plays him and I think they both did a fantastic job. I think Skylar did a really cool job at like bringing his own flair, but also staying true to the character how he really was. Um, anyway, settle for me basically is Greg telling Rebecca to please settle for him. And he does this <laughs> like big musical number. There's dancing. It's very like Ginger Rogers and Fred Astaire. Um, like, like black and white. Yeah, yeah. Like the outfits are cute. It's just, it's very romantic and dreamy. And, but it's just hilarious that it's not even, it's not a very romantic way of, you know, uh, courting someone. He's literally saying, I know I'm not your number one pick. But please settle for me. And I just think it's cute. And his voice just makes me swoon. So, yeah. What about you? Um, mine is um, the first penis I saw. <gasps> oh. Which is from the third season. Um, sung by Paula Proctor. Who Paula. played by Donalyn Champlin. Champlin? Champlin? Mm-hmm. Um, who is like Rebecca's like co-worker. Bird. Who's a bird? Um. Do you like this one too? Um, he's like Rebe- Rebecca's co-worker like becomes her like best friend and confidant and blah blah blah. Kind of um, mom. <laughs> um, where she uh, is in a grocery store in her hometown and like runs into like her first boyfriend. Um, and it is a direct parody of the song Mamma Mia. Yeah. And I remember like the like the first time listening to it, I was just like, because <gasps> it's just so very First penis, I saw. First penis, very first penis. Oh my gosh. Just like, just so. I think when I first saw that episode, I texted you, like, what the (laughs) fuck? This song is so funny. Um, And also, something I think that's really cute about it is that it. So it's like Paula and like two like people who work at the grocery store, and it's just like, like a like a younger like black woman, and then like a like a old. White woman. It's like the backup dancers. I don't yeah. know. I always thought that was cute. That the casting like... in the show is really <laughs> great. Um, yeah, and that like it's just like such a direct parody. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. You I could probably totally play the song side by side and like just hear how the structure of the song is. The Would same. it be one of my potential drag numbers? <gasps> yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we already have the red wig. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, my next one on my list is I Have Friends. <laughs> I, I was, like, really... It didn't make my list, but it, yeah. like... Was, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so this song, I don't even know how to really describe it. It's a very, like, clappy, like... Yeah, it's not even really, like, a song. It's, like, a... It almost sounds like It reminds like me a... of, like, a camp song, kind of. 
Like, <laughs> I have friends. So basically what happens is um, Rebecca is trying to say, like, she's not a loser. Like, she has <laughs> friends and, like, goes through the list of her coworkers and, like, says that those are her friends. But then it also shows her as a kid, <laughs> which is my favorite part. And, like, it shows each of the people she's talking about. And they're the ones, like, saying who they are in her mind. So it's, like, boy with Port Weinstein. Girl with, what is it? Um, girl with a mustache. Yeah, girl with a mustache. Like, it's just Janitor ridiculous. Janitor who lives in an RV, RV behind, behind the, the school. school. <laughs> we have friends. And it's, like, very clappy. It's, like, a minute-long song, I think. <laughs> but I have listened to it so much because I think it's just so funny. Um yeah, I mean, that's really all I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of has, like, an 80s, like, like, ding, 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 Yeah. Ding, oh, do you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of that um, video. I think it's, like, an 80s or 90s, like, kids introducing themselves in a dance kind of show. I don't know what it was from, but it went viral a few oh, years ago. Oh, that one, like, I'm Blada. Yeah, it's, yeah. like, a very, like... Like, this is like, me, dun, 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 and this dun, 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 dun. is me, and I'm doo-doo, or like doo-doo, <laughs> or like in Hairspray, when they're like, I'm, uh, what are the names? I'm Amber. Yeah. Brad. Yeah. Luban, Becky, Dicky, Carl, yeah. Luleen, Duleen, and, and I'm, I'm... Link. <laughs> yeah, it has like, that kind of, levels. it has know. like a name game kind of vibe, yeah. which uh, for me, a lot of these songs, I think I listened to a lot. Probably this one is was in my top played because I loved memorizing the lyrics of these songs <laughs> because there's so much wordplay. There's so much like character development in these songs that it's just really funny. So this was a fun, like tongue twistery kind of one to memorize. Um, my next fave was uh, Let's Generalize About Men <gasps> oh, from like towards the beginning of season three after like a major thing happens with Rebecca and her girlfriends like are just like having a, a night to just like hang out and just like rant about men mm-hmm. but it's like a whole like 80s yeah. um, thing like they're all in like spandex um, wait are or, they? No, no no like, they're in like girl bands yeah, like, like shoulder pads yeah, 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 yeah. and like they're all in like bright colors. Yes. Um, and like, I just think like the look and the set of that one is like just so fun. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just a fun song. Yeah. <laughs> um, my next one is Oh My God, I Think I Like You. Um, I, this one, I really like the song itself, but I think the like scene that takes place during the song is hilarious and it's her realizing that she thinks she likes greg who she eventually kind of does settle for after he asks her to settle for him Mm -hmm. and during this scene or yeah during this song when she's singing oh my god i think i like you having this realization they're just like fucking all around her apartment like (laughs) there's a part where she's like she says, like, getting a pounding in the song, and she's literally, like, getting pounded, I think, like, standing upside down. <laughs> or, like, her, like, she's, like, touching her toes and getting plowed from behind. So <laughs> I think it's just, like, a really funny song, but it, it's set to this, like, oh, my God, I think I like you. Like, so cutesy, like, so innocent-sounding, like, in the tune itself, but... The content of the song and the scene that's taking place is literally just her having sex all around her apartment. 
Oh, so yeah, okay. just very funny. <laughs> and my next fave would be California Christmas Time. <laughs> you I, do love I that song. Such, you know, and I think maybe because I watched, like, I mean, I started the show when I wasn't living at home. So, like, mm. to see that and be like, oh, like, that is what Christmas Time is like in California. Yeah. This one's, like, in the first season. And it's, like, a really random, like, doesn't really... Like, it's just, like, I feel like a song is just, like, placed. Yeah. Because it's Rebecca's first California Christmas. Mm -hmm. But for someone that just moves to California, it is, like, like, a weird realization. (laughs) Like, Christmas time is 80 degrees. Um, And it sort of has, like, a, like, I I was like kind of like a beachy, like... Mm -hmm. Like, Beach Boys Boys kind of vibe. California Uh Christmas, so... Um, And there's, like, a jingly bell sound, (laughs) too. And I listened to it. I mean, we, like, blasted it, like, the day before our flight home. So yeah. I, like, always, I don't know, I, I have, like, an emotional attachment Aww. to that song. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and my last, was that your last one? That was my fourth. Oh, that was your fourth. Okay, so this is my last one. And I think I've probably listened to this one the most since it's come out. And it's from season three called A Diagnosis. Mm. And... This song not only sounds so, like, grand, I think, to me, but it's a huge moment in the show where she finally gets her, like, mental diagnosis for what mental disorder she has. Is that the right way to put that? Yeah. Um, and it's like a, it, yeah, it's a big musical number where she's, it starts off a little bit slow. It's like, dun, 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 it, dun. And it, as the song goes on, it like builds and like she's walking through this, is it a hospital or not hospital? Like, um, a, like a, like a office? psych, psychology, psych, therapy like, office. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. There's like other patients around and other doctors and stuff. And she's moving through the office and like there's people like dancing around her and she explains like there's a part where it slows down a little bit and she explains all of the different like therapists and types of therapy that she's gone through and they're like swirling around her like one person's like tickling her with a feather like uh, it's just like such a pretty sounding song and it's really inspiring and yeah, it's like one of those songs in a musical where it's like, this is the moment, like, oh my god, it's finally happening, like... I always thought it sounded like Waving Through a Window. I feel like that's how I always have oh, yeah, heard I, the parody uh, as, Yeah. Like, it kind of has, like, the piano, like, like, choo-choo-choo, and it goes into, like, the... I've never blah, realized blah, that. Blah, 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 like, yeah. waving through, I don't know. Yeah, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. But yeah, um, it's literally, like, sweeping through, like, the scenes <laughs> and the song, and... Yeah, um, that's a song that I like to, like, listen to and just, like, belt as I'm singing <laughs> along. It's like, my diagnosis. Yeah. Um, the wordplay in that song is fun, too. Yeah. Uh, and my fifth of my faves is um, We Tap That Ass. <gasps> oh, I love that song. <laughs> Which is song. Do you know what? That probably should replace one of mine on this list, but anyway. <laughs> Which is sung by Greg and Josh. Mm-hmm. Um and this one is a parody of, uh, I can't believe what the song is called, from Singing in the Rain, like the noses, or like Moses, supposes. Mm. So it's like a tap dance number, oh, and they're yes. singing about how they both like have had sex with Rebecca in different places, different positions. In her house. I was always sort of like aroused by it, just like <laughs> thinking of them like both doing, I don't know. I think it's a funny song. I think it, 
it has like I mean it's like very like musical theater. Yeah. There's a part then, that a giant butt appears. <laughs> like, ooh, sounds refreshing. Yeah. Um, or he's like, bartender. Or uh, what's on, what's tap? on tap? Me, Me and my, my ass. ass. <laughs> refreshing. And I love that they're just like wearing sneakers, but mm. it makes like tap dance sounds. Yeah. Um yeah. They're also both, like, such... Everyone like, in the show is a really good dancer. Yeah. So, some of the numbers, like, really showcase their talents, <laughs> I think. So, I mean, that's just... I mean, I think they made maybe, like, 150 songs oh my God. for this show. So, like, there are so many... So many good... And just, like, the range... Like, I mean, just, like, the range of genres mm-hmm. and, like... There was, a, there was another one that was in my top played that I almost had on this list, and it's the Jap Battle... The okay. Jewish American princess, like basically Rebecca's rival from her previous life in New York, like they literally have a rap battle all about being Jewish, Jewish <laughs> like women. It, yeah. So yeah, there's rap, there's musical theater, like all mm. ranges of musical theater. There's like '80s. There's even like a pop punk song. What is it? The <laughs> like the girl that like. Uh, when she plays ping pong, ping pong girl, oh. <laughs> literally called ping pong girl. Like it's oh, such a good show. On a sad note about it, so in the first season, um, the sexy getting ready song has that like uh-huh. part with the rapper, yeah, who is Nipsey Hussle. <gasps> oh my god! Because I saw like both Rachel and Aileen McKenna Brosh, mm-hmm. the like other co-creator, like tweet about it, and oh. in my head I was like, that seemed kind of. Random, random for them to, yeah but then but then they like also I, said something that he was like wow. the guy who was in that i never knew that because i yeah, i'm not really big on the like <laughs> rap hip-hop scene but um wow a crazy ex-girlfriend we will miss you <laughs> we will bless you thanks that was random we will see you live on tuesday may <gasps> oh 14th at freaking Radio City Music Hall. Oh. We're going to the live show. That's going to be um, so good. Uh, yeah, and I feel like that'll be just like a one, like, that gives us a month to like process it and then get excited to like, <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh. Listen to the music <laughs> all over again. <laughs> but yeah, um, that is our show today. Thank you, Chad, so much for filling in for Justin. Obviously, we'd love to have you back as a guest so all three of us can chit chat. Yeah. Have Thanks a grand time. Me. Yes. Um, thank you, listener, for listening and having fun with us this week on Queered. Uh, you can follow us on social media at Queered Pod. You can follow me at Marnofo Show. You can follow Chad. At Chad underscore Rab. He is a boy. <laughs> is that the same on Twitter and Instagram? Yes. Cool. Anything else you'd like to promote? Um... No. Your recital? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I will be having a piano recital May 6th. Um, New York City Teachers College, Millbank Chapel. Be um, there or be, be square. <laughs> Fly six hours for me to play one five minute song. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're already in New York, then who are you? Um, uh, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> well, thank you again for listening. Stay queer stay weird stay Stay queer. queer ooh that was perfect bye